0: Now, here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, here I am, and it is just a great day to be together. It's a great day to draw closer to God every day, no matter where you were yesterday. Today's a good day to draw close to the Lord. He says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I don't know what happened yesterday. I don't know what even happened this morning, but just say, hey, Lord, here it is. And boom, you are back in tight, close-knit relationship with him. And that's what he wants. He wants to be close to us. We're in part two of the series, Fear Not. He doesn't want us to be afraid of him. He wants us to be close to him. He wants to cleanse us. He wants to forgive us. He wants to be right there in our heart and lives and minds every single day. And so we were talking about, you know, what are the things people are afraid of? I told you how I didn't like basements. You know, some people are actually afraid of God. We talked about people are afraid of all different coronavirus, different sorts of things. But one thing I think that people are afraid of and that I was afraid of would be fear of hospitals. Yeah, fear of hospitals. You know, when I was a brand new pastor's wife, totally new, hadn't, I really hadn't done a lot of hospital visits. So my husband's a pastor he, he he'd been doing hospital visits for a while. We we were new to Columbus, new to this church and ministry life. This was 24 years ago and here we are. And I think we had been here one week when we get the call that someone in our church was really not doing well and they were at the hospital and they needed a visit and so my husband said Jennifer I think you should go with me and I said okay that's fine so we get in the car we go and we I remember being in the room and all the sights and sounds and smells of the hospital I'm kind of a little queasy I'm going oh and then you know he's praying for the man and the wife is crying and and so here we are and I all of a sudden the room started spinning for me I'm like oh So I snuck out of the room and I found the elevators and I just sat down on the floor and leaned my back up against the wall by the elevator and thought, I'm just going to wait here on my husband and everything was spinning. And so Doyle prays for them, talks to them, and then he's like, where did she go? Like, I got to find my wife. And so he's looking for me, and then he—I knew he'd find me by the elevator. So he comes to the elevator, and he's like, "Are you okay? What are you doing?" We were having a hospital visit, and I'm like, "I—I've never done that before. That completely overwhelmed me and stressed me out, and the smells and the sounds and the whoa." And uh, he was like, "You're going to be fine." You know, one of the cool things of having a husband for a, that's a pastor is he's like, "I'll pray for you." <laughs> And so he prayed for me, we get on the elevator, we head home and I just, I'll never forget that was like, I was so afraid of hospitals. And so over the years I learned not to be afraid of hospitals. I, I kept going, I kept visiting people and I kind of out, I outgrew it, you know, some things you can outgrow because to me, the value in visiting people in the hospital was worth more than me being upset. And afraid of it or, or worried about it, and so I had to overcome that. And it took the Lord, like it really took my husband praying for me and me making a determination that yes, I will still visit people, and I know that's the right thing to do, and just praying about it. When when I was in high school, I thought, well, I want to be a nurse, and so I was a candy striper, and I I worked with you know like the food department too, and carried trays to people, and. After the end of that summer, I was like, I am not working in a hospital. This is just not for me. And so that never ended up being my my thing. But I did eventually do lots of hospital visits. And so, hey, if you need me to come visit you, I'll, (laughs) I'll come see you. I have no problem doing that. Just send me a note. I will come see you and pray with you because I love it. So God wants us to overcome our fears you know it says 365 times in the Bible do not fear fear not you think about Christmas just passed and the angel said to Mary fear not right don't be afraid God has a calling for you he has a plan for you and when he asks you to do something he doesn't want you afraid he wants you to do it in freedom so you know what does it mean when when godly people have a fear is that you? Maybe you know you're doing all the things right. You honoring God. You love God, but you still have fear. Well, that's very biblical. There were lots of characters in the Bible that still had fear, so I thought we might look at a few of those today. Is it possible to to fear God and yet still be afraid? Yes, yes, it is. And I think Abraham was one example. Let's just quickly look at some biblical Old Testament examples who dealt people that dealt with fear in some form or another. So you have Abraham, you know, he's the father of our faith. Abraham had a divine call on his life. And in Genesis 12, one, the Lord said to him, he was called Abram at the time. God changed his name later to Abraham. But the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And he obeyed the call of God on his life, and God promised him that he would become a blessing to all the families on the earth. Wow. I love that because Abraham, he had this divine call, but he had to actually get up and move. He had to actually follow God and do something about it. It says in Hebrews eleven eight 8-10, By faith, Abraham... When called to go to a place where he would later receive as his inheritance, that's Israel, right? The land of Israel, where he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise, for he was looking forward to a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. So think about that. God asked Abraham to be a stranger, to live in tents, to go to a land that he did not know. There had to have been some fear that built up in him. And we know that from Genesis 15:1, God says this to Abraham. He says, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid. I am your shield and your very great reward. I just love that. So even Abraham, the father of our faith, had a fear and he had to move forward. He had to go where God was calling him when he didn't even know what he was going to do. He had never been there before. So you might even be afraid of something God is asking you to do. Maybe it's something positive. Maybe you're taking a new job. Maybe God has a calling or a plan. He, you know, like this year, he asked me to write a book. Well, that was new. You, anything big like that, you have a fear because you're like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm smart enough or bright enough or fast enough or good enough. And so, you know, that's where Abraham was. God was like, you don't know where you're going. I'm taking you there and I need you to follow me. I need you to listen. And so if that's you today and God's asking you, do something big i want you to listen to him i want you to say okay god you are my shield you are my reward and that's what he said to abraham and that's what he would say to you then we have hagar here's another one (laughs) so abraham he got himself a little bit of a situation i would say so he's married to sarah and god even promised that they were going to have a kid but they're getting old no kid right and so Sarah kind of took matters in her own hands. She got a little ahead of God and she had this maid and the maid's name was Hagar. And so Sarah says to Abraham, Hey, Abraham, why don't you sleep with Hagar? And then we can have a kid. And he, he did it. He, he said, okay. And he went for that and she gets pregnant and she has a kid and his name is Ishmael. And then I just think Sarah didn't fully think this thing through very well. So she was jealous. You know, she was jealous of Hagar. She was jealous of she she wanted to be the mom. I mean, you just can't have two wives, two moms. It just it, it sounds like a nightmare to me. Anyhow. So here they are. Let's let's look at this verse in Genesis 21. It says Sarah's maid whom she gave to Abraham to become his wife. She bore him a son, Ishmael, and Sarah put her out. And so what happened is she's out there in the desert. Sarah said, get out of here. <laughs> and Hagar has her son. She thinks she's going to die because she's under, out there in the dusty desert with her son. No food, no water. Abraham, he was a really nice guy. And it says that Abraham was giving her bread and water before she left the house. She went out to die and she turned her back on her son to keep from watching him die. Wow. But, you know, Abraham was trying to help. It wasn't enough that she's out there in the desert. She's this is just not a good situation. And she cries out. It says in Genesis 21:17, God heard the little boy crying and the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, what is the matter with you, Hagar? Do not fear for God has heard the voice of where the little boy is. Wow in the desert out there all she'd had was just a little bit of food and water it's evidently gone that abraham had given her she's had this kid she's been kicked out by sarah she was afraid you know she was afraid and god said hey hold on i see you i hear you i know you and that's one of the things that we can do is when we're afraid just cry out to him just just like hagar did gotta I, I don't know what to do i, I and cry out to God. He sees you, he hears you, and he will answer you. And he doesn't want you to live afraid. It's possible to be godly like Abraham and still have fear. It's possible to cry out to God in our fear. He wants to touch our hearts. He wants to heal our hearts. He wants to set us free. It says in 1 John four eighteen, there is no fear in love. But perfect love cast out fear because fear involves torment, but he who fears not has been made perfect in love. God wants you to know the truth about yourself, how much he loves you, that he doesn't want you to live afraid, no matter what it is that you're afraid of, fill in the blank, share it with God and say, God, I don't want to be afraid of this anymore, and he will set you free. Let's pray. God, I pray that you would set us free today of any fear, even if it's fear of following you. We want to follow you. We, we want to hear your voice and do exactly what you've told us to do. So be with us today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, Hey, you are listening to simply for women. I'm Jennifer Jackson and we have a great guest coming up. Stay right here because you don't want to miss this interview. She's got such a powerful story.